genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Bite. hey As a reminder, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin those for you. So I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you need to skip. Our top story today is Robin and Batman number two by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. Yeah. Yay. Love Casey <laughs> channeling her inner Mrs. Doubtfire. This, this is fantastic. <laughs> you know, oh my God, gotta, gotta keep the spirit of, you know, buddy Robin alive. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. R.I.P. King, you know. Uh, <laughs> how are y'all? What's up? What is up? Oh, oh man. man. The energy level is just so <laughs> high this episode. I quit my, uh, finally done with my fucking job. Which oh, is yeah, dope. talk shit now. You were talking about talking shit they this week. They all fucking suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, everyone who sucks, you know who you are. <laughs> They're not listening. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to no, send them all this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my haters and then just listen to them on a name. cassette. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, do a mixtape. Yes. There you go. I had such a stupid day this week, though, because I had to get, I have to get drug tested for my new job. I was like, all right, boo, boo. yeah, that's fine. We that's, that's a not. different podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, I haven't really done anything in a minute, but I was like, you know what? Let me grab one of them home Johns just to be safe, right? So if I could do it, take care of it. I do it. I'm like, oh fuck, it's positive somehow. I was like, all right. Time to figure out how I'm going to pass this drug test in like three days. <laughs> oh, no. So just like go get some, you know, cleanse shit. All, you know, all the natural remedies and uh, unnatural remedies. Like that you get a home one like just moments before. So you just, you just know. It's like uh, about a week before. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're just pushing water. <laughs> yeah, doing all that. And then I was just talking about it with like Christina and like like other people, my buddies, and they're just like, "Yeah, you just do this, this." I'm like, "All right, I got this shit." I ordered some bu- bunch of like those like, <laughs> detox drinks and shit. I'm like, "All right, I'm good." Like in a movie, I went just- back up and looked at it later because I was talking to Christina about it. Oh, did you get like, a false yeah. positive? <laughs> no, hundred percent was negative. Wrong. 100% was nice. negative and nice. read it completely wrong. <laughs> hey, man, at least you detoxed, right? At least it uh, wasn't a pregnancy It test. was like yeah. same day. I, I bought all this stuff. I don't even fucking need it, but it's just so fun. And now I'm just like, a, it's like now you're very course. cleansed. <laughs> so I'm so fucking hydrated right now, guys. The, the, your, your colon <laughs> is just squeaky clean right now. Yeah. Oh. Dude, those cleanse things, I, I got them. They came the other day and they are like, they're 32 ounce bottles. And it says, drink all of this <laughs> and then fill it back up with water and drink all of that. It's like, that has to dis- destroy your body. Just, <laughs> it just replaces it, your blood with whatever that is. Yeah, I, fucking, I think it works. You. Your blood yeah. is now cranberry juice. There's, there's, love, there's yeah, one time, exactly. like, right after college, I thought I was going to have to pass a drug test to get a job, and I was just, like, a water filtration factory yeah, exactly. for, like, three straight weeks, and then I, they didn't end up testing me. Oh, I guess brilliant. that's something... I, I knew I'm being tested. I just, like thought i was good would be good and i i am but 
also I can't read, but so it led to a very it was a very weird day of just if thinking. It, I'm like I'm in my thirties. <laughs> Because this is what's going on, basically. I'm like, it's like the last week of my job. I put in my notice. And if I fail a drug test, I won't have a job. And I'm fucking, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, that's the day I'm going through. You I'm went like, oh, from cool. having all of your shit together to having none of your to shit together. To potentially having no job because I fucking didn't, <laughs> can't read a fucking drug test. Because your blood is made of THC. Even uh, though I haven't done anything in like, like a while. I was like, this makes no sense. Oh, right. It, now it makes sense. I can't read. Got it. Figured it uh, out. Yeah. I, I can I can empathize though. I know what you're going through because it's I have so also ridiculous. read a pregnancy test wrong and just like that's vi- oh, that I feel is- like that's worse. That's a much different <laughs> detox. Yeah, I feel like that's a much different well, reaction. You- <laughs> if you read it wrong, you both end up or don't end up with a job. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. The, the the move. <laughs> The move afterwards was just to buy like twenty and and then get like nineteen <laughs> that said negative, and I'm like, okay, one of these has to be one yeah. of these has to be right. Yeah, because now I, I'm I paranoid just... about it, so I bought more. I was like, all right, good. These are all still negative, and I'm not a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, I, I just but... remember being uh, yeah. being paranoid that if if I if I detox myself too much, they're just gonna your pee is just water. Yeah, there's like, like you well, just gave us Brita water. Like, that's what part the fuck? of it. That's why you gotta like. That's why they do these cleanse things. Trust me, I learned a lot about this shit. Oh so man. So you. That's why you gotta take other vitamins because they actually test for other shit. Because like, if you're literally a, you just dump water in a cup, or if you literally have just drank every ounce of water, you just dilute everything. It's like, yeah, this is come on. This, this come ain't on. real. This ain't come real. On. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Who are you trying to pull? You fucking I idiot. I am so hydrated. How dare you? Yeah. Accuse yeah. me of not being ultra hydrated at all times. You time. just see the guy sneaking off to the water cooler? Dude, you could, like, I was just... This is icy cold, sir. Well, yeah, I learned a lot Are of shit. Are you okay? Because, like, apparently you can, buy, um, you can buy synthetic pee. Oh, wow, really? And, like, the, the first instruction is bring the fucking hand warmers and warm it up so you don't get caught. Oh. It's hilarious. There's a, there's a product that's often advertised in High Times Magazine called the Wizinator. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that. And I hate it, whatever it, this is. It is a fake dick that you <laughs> use to to evade drug because t- there's some drug tests. Like if you're being tested for, yeah, by like a parole you. officer, he watches you take a piss. Yeah. And mm. what my favorite thing about it is it is it says it's so real looking we can't actually advertise it. And then it's it's the product blurred out. <laughs> It's uh, a it's dildo like a, with a hole in it. <laughs> basically. Basically. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, you know. Uh, there's a whole p- part of the internet to pass drug tests. It's fucking crazy. That's yeah, there's wild. a whole economy de- yeah, dedicated to evading drug like, tests. These it's almost like this would just be fucking legal. Uh, yeah, and it's all about weed, right? Because obviously the rest yeah. of the test is stuff like, all right, I, I can understand why you wouldn't me- want me on cocaine. I get yeah. that. Yeah, I, maybe maybe beyond like, heroin is bad to work yeah. at this law firm. Like I get yeah, it. But like, honestly, like if I made it to this part of the job interview process on heroin, you should probably hire me. Oh man, probably. Well, it, wouldn't it be just unless you run out of heroin be, and then but you're, you could have been off heroin. You could have been <laughs> right. off heroin during the interview and you just did it to celebrate. You know what I mean? You can't get quite yeah. chill. Wouldn't it just be better to be more vigilant in firing people who are like just bad employees? Yeah, right. you no, would think. That's right? stupid. Like, that's stupid. 
Okay. That's stupid, RJ. Don't that's, do like, come That's on. way too simple and logical for anyone well, to the, actually... the state of Pennsylvania right now is trying to push some new legislation that will make it easier for employers to fire people who are uh, using medical cannabis. So oh, That's oh, fucked up. Well, Don't like that. That it's not what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's a letter writing campaign. I may or may drop it. May or may not drop it in the episode description. Oh uh, yeah, honestly, like, and the on. link to the Wizardator. <laughs> the link to, to get your very own Wizardator. I mean, like it's a Wizardator. It's like an Oprah Winfrey you show. You get a Wizardator. You get yeah. a Wizardator. We are now sponsored. You honestly, a- I just, I just want to have the the sheer power rush of being able to pee standing up. That's all I want a Wizenator for. <laughs> well, they, they make sell, a product they, for that. Yeah, they, it's they like do a, sell stuff for that. It's like a silicone funnel that... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that if you, you can ask do. If you ask the internet will send my it. Yeah. Well, now I got these two giant bottles of cleansing thing, and I'm like, I kind of want to just see what they're about now. Just like... <laughs> Well, yeah, wait you bought after. the ticket. Take the ride. Just as, until, well, parent, well, these things are advertised. Like there are people like, yeah, I uh, smoked the night before, used this fucking drink, and I passed. I'm like, you're a madman. That's not. <laughs> like, there's like, no fucking you, way. You're that a is fucking crazy person. Edge. Yeah, I'm like, you're a crazy person. <laughs> That's chaotic evil, if I've ever heard it. It's like holy shit. <laughs> I would be like, like that's insane. Also, that, yeah, that sounds so fake that it's a fake to, like, testimonial. Like, there was a, like that's there was not like, real. It was like a whole thread of people are like, yeah, two days before I, I did it, grab one of these, and I was good. That's like that. Those are just agents of chaos that want you to fail your Probably. drug test. Probably. Or it's just, <laughs> just a bunch of fucking potheads Honestly, that are just like... There is a point in my life where I would have probably gone on to that product and le- left that yeah. review having never used it. Well, I was, <laughs> it wasn't, like, on the product, because, like, you look at them up and it's like, oh, this is a detox product. Then you look at every single comment. It's people try to pass drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. It's hilarious. I wonder how many people were still here for comic books. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just, that was my- A bunch like, of potheads. It was, it was I don't even smoke day. weed and this is fascinating to it me. It was such a weird day that I had. Um, <laughs> just the, the angst of going through, oh, cool. I finally quit my job. Then realizing, fuck, what if I can't get my new one? <laughs> so if you're uh, if you're Sean's new employer and you're listening to this, be cool, man. Yeah, yeah be cool, right? Bro. Like maybe stop drug testing people. You don't be such beans. a fucking narc. God I'm not on damn. drugs now. You're welcome. <laughs> Oops. Uh, all right, who's got who's got a comic book? Uh oh, I guess me. Nate, you wrote the dude. That was. RJ, that was yesterday. That you was 24 hours ago. That was a different me. As we've established, I definitely am not on drugs, but that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Evidence A. We're going we're gonna to make this a Lemire episode. Yeah, it is. Let's go with Primordial number four by Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino, and Dave Stewart. Uh, just one of the many books that feature dope-ass dogs. Um... <laughs> This week. And but one of one of many Jeff Lemire books, and one of many Andrea Sorrentino books. Yeah, uh, Batman Imposter came out, and uh, everyone's just fucking killing it across the board. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this book, I think we talked about it a little bit before. Is essentially there's two pieces of it. There's the people in the '60s on Earth who have launched Laika and the monkeys. It's an early space program, kind of 
tracking them and testing them and tra- like seeing what's going on and they like disappeared and they're like what the fuck happened and then the other half is Laika and the two monkeys that were sent up by uh the Soviet Union in this Soviet Union and America but yeah and America yeah they're just in this fucking void and apparently have telepathic powers at this point and can talk to each other so we've kind of gotten to the point now where <laughs> um I think Laika has kind of figured out they're in a spaceship and they could kind of they're trying to figure out how to get back home to Earth. I, I love the way that they <laughs> communicate. It's so like yeah, like uh, you gotta imagine that your dog, like in your actual home, recognizes like a dozen or so words. And basic that, like, speech patterns, yeah. Basic it, it, it just like just enough of speech patterns to like uh, uh, like a home, able home. Like, go now. Like, it's like, they, they just have just enough to, like, you know. Yeah, uh, to communicate they're, they're more, with each other. They're more communicating concepts than they are actually communicating. But, yeah. Yeah. Very well done. So, on the uh, meanwhile, in the 60s on Earth, uh, we have this woman who is, like, a trainer is basically trying to send out a signal to, like, hey, I know where they're at. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I'm going to send a signal out so maybe they'll get it and they'll know what's going on. And be able to maybe come home or something like that. Yeah, and and the so, dude that got pulled in to all the shenanigans. Yeah, who's yeah, like, yeah who's like, uh, dude, I'm a black guy in Russia in the '60s. I I'm need a, to not, I'm a, I'm I need a, to not be here. I'm an American <laughs> in East Berlin. What the fuck is happening? I need to go. I need to go right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Then we just get some incredible Andrea Sorrentino art. What, they're in this like spaceship kind of traveling through this through space. We don't really know where or when. Um, and there's just, neither do they. They're just trying to figure out, um, they think they kind of know how, how to get home, but they're not sure. They do some able, one of the monkeys does some dope spaceship repair. It's yeah, that's the, it's really cool because they each have a task. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, um, I forget the name of the little monkey. Uh, the little monkey turns on little one at this point. The little one turns on the spaceship, and then Abel knows how to fly it instinctively, and, and Laika like knows how navigator. to navigate. Yeah, yeah. instinct. They all have a, a a job that's been given to them by some higher power. Um, but yeah, yeah the, uh, Abel re- repairing the ship is fucking dope. Yeah, that was it. Was very cool. It's like I thought. I thought we were gonna lose, and I'm very happy that we did not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, that would be the the character pool dropping significantly very yeah, quickly for sure. Um, gorgeous art. Are you not even Can't. gonna explain how he repairs the ship? Well, we can, I guess. He well, he just goes outside of it. They they they're into an asteroid field, um, and one just kind of gets lodged into. I don't even know the side. I don't know because it's uh, doesn't appear clearly, the ship really has much shape to it. The, the ship seems to be like a hologram. Like it is yeah. not. It is not structurally sound. Like it has like it, it can pass through matter, and it yeah, it has like sometimes really yeah. really interesting like uh uh parameters for like whatever matter it's made out of and yeah the, one of the asteroids gets like lodged in it and abel just jumps up there and just like rips it out bare with his bare hands yeah fucking awesome yeah. i mean not bare um, he, he is wearing a spacesuit but yeah. yeah with his monkey hands on his bare hands yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom oh. fuck you <laughs> um so they fix the ship but then they realize they lost the their way home and we got a very sad little dog curling up saying that all is lost and it made me sad. <laughs> uh, but back again, back on Earth, the main thing, again, it's 1960. They, they're in this base and finally they set off this 
beacon, just this ping that goes throughout the universe. And then it shows now it going out into space throughout the years. So it's 1960, the first page gets you to 72. All these pages to 2023 to 2024, when Laika gets pinged and hears it and wakes up. Yeah. Cool. So this message from the 60s has been going or traveled wherever they are. Yeah, they're And far. now finally got to Laika in 2024. So, yeah, this is, this is a weird book. It's awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, it's strong, strong Department of Truth vibes going on, but like, more, more actual space aliens than not, like, imaginary space aliens turning into... Yeah, I'm not sure what's... Yeah, it's just interesting to see what they... Because they all got launched different times, right? But they're in the same void spaceship thing, so the same thing kind of took them. Well, because, yeah, because uh, America and the Soviet Union, shortly after sending their respective pets into space, they both yeah. gave up the space race because they got taken. Yeah. So it's, you know, strongly implied they got taken by the same thing. but. In very Jeff Lemire fashion, I already kind of forgot about the mystery of who took them, and I'm way more concerned about their them journey getting home. home. Yeah, yeah, of course, because yeah, like I, he's I'm, characterized the dog and and monkey. Then I I love them more than anything. I will I die them, for them, and I, I will die for these already <laughs> dead animals. Like I will. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, necromancer to raise them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I will die for them. Well, the, the other part of this, they're still alive. Like well, no, in 2024 I mean, like, now, I mean, like, but like, I mean, right that's now, interesting. in our reality, I would die for them. Sure. And they've been dead, like, like, but it appears it hasn't, they born. haven't aged at all. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. So that's, that's an interesting, point. they're in like almost like maybe like a time bubble. Very interesting, very fun. Good book. I'm, a, I'm good Lemire week. Good start to the Lemire week. That's Hell true. Yeah. All right. My, book is not familiar but it is batman related <laughs> it is batman related so there we go um i've got back rules number one by becky clunan and michael w conrad uh with art by jorge corona and colors by sarah stern and this uh, book is so cute loved it so much i love this book finally got more stephanie cast content which Hell yeah. It's always great. Um, yeah. This is spawning out of the backups that were in the back of the last three Batman issues, I think. Or last, like, besides the last one. Um, yeah. And uh, so all the back rolls, uh, Steph, Cass, and Babs are all um, moving into a new place because they don't have the Watchtower anymore. And. Um, there's an opponent that is kind of like the opposite Oracle called the Seer, and they're, uh, they hacked Oracle and like was messing stuff up during Seer State. And we open on um, the, the Seer actually kind of monologuing, and uh, we learn that they're tracking the back rolls to their new spot. Um, and, and go to the, all the back rolls, and they're like, they're going into their new location and it's this kind of like just small apartment place and they meet the meet a neighbor just a grumpy old man it's like hi neighbor and she like shuts the fucking door <laughs> it's like okay 
<laughs> this is a pretty cool apartment, though. It's like this big loft. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it feels like a, like an art studio kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. and they got bunk beds. <laughs> they do. And they're hype uh, about it. Well, at least Steph's hype about it. Steph is so hype about it. <laughs> so, uh, Steph and uh, Babs talk while uh, Cass is like bringing stuff in, but then she comes in, she's like beaten up. It's like, what happened? It's like, oh, well, there was, there was like thugs outside. And, um, you know, I didn't want to uh, alert them that I was a, a superhero. So just kind of took the, the punches and um, they, they tried to steal her robe and like some other stuff. And then uh, she like goes to take a shower and she comes out with the, with the robe and it's a, it's a dope robe. It is. Like it's a, fun. Like a purple unicorn. Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And stuff's like. D- I thought they took your robe, and she's like, "Uh, well." well. Yeah. I, yeah. So the- I immediately thought when when stuff uh, when Cass said that she threw the fight, I was like, Cass would never. And shortly thereafter, right. you find that she didn't. <laughs> yeah. Steph- Stephanie just looks out the window and sees the wall crumpled on the ground. It's like, oh yeah, she really. Rolled with the punches on that one. <laughs> well, I, I thought I thought she threw the fight, but then went back and beat them up. Oh, did oh, she? Maybe. Yeah, yeah probably, I think so. Yeah. That's how I read. Or it. she just lied. I don't that know. That too. But I like uh, how she, she was like, "Did you wear like a a mask or anything?" She's like, "I wore a bag over my head, and it's just like this bag that says reading is fundamental." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they come downstairs, and Barbara gives them. Uh, they're like. New gear. I guess they have to go low tech because of uh, Sear, and they have like like 2012 cell phones. One of them's a T-Mobile sidekick. Yeah, a sidekick and a flip phone. Uh, I feel very old that that's such outdated technology. Yeah, I feel old. I love that um, Babs is drinking a coffee out of a mug that says "World's Greatest Dad." I noticed that too. It's like. Uh, She's got Where'd very she strong. That? Well, she stole it from her dad, obviously, that she bought for him, and uh, she also has very good, like, strong dad energy to uh, Cass and Steph. Yeah, which I for love. sure. It, it's That's great. fair. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's she's the house mom. She tries to introduce. She tries to like introduce the new uh, vehicles, like Bat Vespas. Like, oh, thanks, they're, great. They're, they're like, oh, it's great. These are terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I like turns- that. There's like this reveal with a garage door, and then there's a like a sound effect that just says "sad trombone." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's so good. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> but then uh, Cass reveals that in addition to getting her stuff back from the from the guys, she also stole their keys. So they like joyride their car, which is it's got like a skull on the front. Yeah, I think it's dope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I love that like that story of her throwing a fight escalated into like, no, I actually stole their car. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that's that's the polar opposite of that so quickly. <laughs> so then they're uh they're climbing some buildings and going on a mission for Barbara uh to help build a watchtower and or the Oracle Network. Um and they come across the the guys that they had beaten up, or that Cass had beaten up the other day, but they're uh, they're fighting other 
other people? Yeah, they have like some like like construction workers or like dock workers or something like uh like cornered. Yeah. Correct. And then beat them up again. <laughs> no, sometimes you just gotta beat some guys up multiple times in a week to like show them who's boss. I just I love the the art in this because it's like punk cartoon. Um, yeah, it fits the vibe very well. Yeah, and uh, the way that portrays um, Steph and Cass's capes is like really cool because Cass's cape is kind of like scraggly and uh, kind of like um, uh, Jones Batman esque. Uh, oh Jones. yeah, Kelly Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it also looks like bat wings. Yeah, like it, it 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 comes out in like two pieces almost. It's very cool and very distinct. Um, yeah, the fight scenes are just so cool and energetic. There's also this kind of through story of street art, and there's like this really cool street art that you see peppered throughout the backgrounds. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and Steph is like a, a fan of, of the one specific street artist. And there's also like a, a art gallery near them. So I, I imagine that's going to play into everything later. Yeah, that's going to become something. For sure. They, they come back and because I guess they got involved in stuff, I'm kind of mad at them. Um, but they decide that like they can't just sit around. Well, aren't the didn't the the construction guys they saved weren't didn't they like aren't they like zombies of some kind? Like, they're like they, weirdly zombified. Yeah, they don't really know what's going on. So they to try to figure out why they would. Yeah, they're like, hey, Barbara, like I know you're mad at us, but the, the this was weird as fuck. Something's or, weird. Kind of like this is calm weird. down. <laughs> well, she's just she, like just, she did zombies full on, is fine. Like, you know, you know, full on dad in the corner turning on the light. Why? Why'd you get home so late? But yeah, that's what I said. Strong dad energy. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then they they see their weird neighbor that slammed the door in their face. Uh, like throw something in the trash that totally is not a body, but it's a body. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that body shaped bag of trash is is not suspicious <laughs> at all. Some rear window action going on. <laughs> and do they run? They run after him. We get the the villain reveal. And they, they jump out and encounter the the villains known as the Saints. They're like these mech uh, magistrate guys. Yeah, it's like the the leftovers from Simon Saint and Fear State. That's yeah, cool. but they're I like, like I like Fido Five. It's pretty cute. Little dog robot. It reminds me of the dog yeah. robot from Descender. Well, yeah, speaking of Olympia. yeah, it does. <laughs> but they're like anime magistrate. <laughs> villains they're like a like a like a team absolutely and, that's a great uh, way to describe it they're all really unique looking and they're very cool yeah tarsus dude looks like fucking mecha bane <laughs> or or uh that um big bat suit that batman had Snyder run yeah that's a uh, that's true but yeah that's the first issue really it's really good yeah been looking forward to this and it did not disappoint yeah, it was it a lot of fun rolls. Yeah, it's got a good energy. There's like a a cool chaos about it. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely good, stands apart from the too. other, the other um, like Bat Family books that have been out lately. They all seem to have their own aesthetic and their own vibe, and this one stands out on its own as being, you know, like it's not just like oh another Robin's book, another Robin book, another Nightwing. You know, it's like oh this is very clearly like its own 
thing and it rules. Uh, and yeah. also, yeah, everyone's been begging for more casts and stuff for years now, so I'm glad that they finally gave them the spotlight again. Yeah, for real. Alright, so I got uh, no segue, but <laughs> um, New Burn number two by Chip Zdarsky and Jake Phillips. This book is fun. Um, so the uh, basic gist of this book is there's this investigator who's kind of hired by like mob guys and gangsters and other types of dare-do-wells to solve crimes that were committed against them. So he kind of works above the police to, to kind of get answers and get the mob's version of justice. Pretty wild yep. shit. But uh, yeah. in, the, in, the first episode, in the first issue, we, um, he, he kind of takes on a, a new protege from uh, th- this lady who stole some, some drugs from one of the people he was, he was working for. But he kind of saw the way she operated and was like, that's someone I could use helping me do what I do. So this is yeah. kind of their first case together. Yeah, and it, it, he, he told her to just like stick around for this one, see how she likes it, and if she doesn't want to, she can say no. She's but like, he knows, you know, like tailing him. Yeah, like, but he, uh, he knows damn well that she's not going to say no. Like it's it's yeah. too intriguing and fun to like solve these crimes, but yeah. Also, she's like doing her homework on him. So yeah, there's this cool like um, thing throughout where it's just like one panel stories of people talking about him and saying just like negative shit about him. <laughs> Mostly negative, but also like yeah, smartest guy I've ever met. Wouldn't want to cross him. Wouldn't want to be on his bad side. Yeah. Make sure you're not too close, because you'll de- end up dead. Like, it's, uh, you know, factual and honest, uh, you know, even if not always you know, well, positive. Yeah. I mean, uh, I-, I shouldn't say negative shit. Uh, um, I guess a-, a lot of warnings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're investigating this arson, um, where it looks like somebody burned down, like, this big warehouse where they were storing heroin. Specifically the triads. The triads. And he know he knows this immediately because when he gets to the scene, he's like, I smell burning heroin. Like I know what that smell <laughs> smells like. So like this was this wasn't a mob hit. Like it wasn't the rival gang, because the rival gang wouldn't just burn the heroin. And then he says that to the rival gang who calls him to be like, you know damn well we had nothing to do with this. He's like, yeah, I do, because you would have stolen the heroin and like hangs up on <laughs> yeah. it. Like, God damn. I also love that he, he has the, the woman um, like go pretend to be like an interviewer and to talk to anyone and to take note of who around the, the fire um, site wouldn't speak. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he just told her to be like a like an onlooker, like a neighborhood person. So not even like a oh, okay. Pretend, pretend to be a reporter, but just pretend to be another looky loo person in and, the neighborhood. Just ask, hey, what's going on? And yeah. see who's yeah. talkative, see who's not, take pictures, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the detective work in this is is great. I love yeah. it. But yeah, like I I I love how he claps back at the at the other guys. Like, dude, I know this isn't you. Fuck off. 
<laughs> yeah, then, also, um, you know I don't play favor if it's if it was you, I'd know. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> if it was you, I'd know and you'd be fucked. So like Yeah. Yeah, yeah so so they, they hop in I guess he has a driver, which is pretty dope. But uh <laughs> they hop in the car and, and she's going on about like, you know, everyone th- everyone knows this is a triad spot. Like this was no it's this was well known. Yeah. Like and she took a she sent him a couple of pictures of people who weren't talking. And he's like, I want you to do some research and then I'll get back to you. And then he just drops her off at uh at a subway station. He's like, Look, I only have enough money for one driver. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Yeah. And she's starting to get pissed because she's like, I know you don't need me to do like your chores. Like what is, what is this, dude? Like, what are we doing here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So then he goes, he goes sniffing around at a newspaper that I guess he's friends with, or like, owes someone some favors there. And he's trying to get pictures of other arson uh, sites of, like, people in the crowd. And finds a couple and recognizes a couple of faces, and then the the editor of the the newspaper just comes in and is just like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Get the <laughs> fuck off my property!" <laughs> like this guy isn't wanted anywhere. Yeah, except the mob. <laughs> right. Yeah, it seems like uh, there was there was one incident. Where like he gave them information, but he also gave the mob information, and somebody got hurt somehow. Yeah, like he's not a very good run. source. Like he gives them information when it serves him. Yeah, newspaper but, exactly. Like, but he did. Yeah, well, he did say to the newspaper guys, like, "I told you the truth. I told the mob family the truth. I thought you were in the business of the truth." And then yeah. that he does, that doesn't make Damn. him happy. <laughs> so, so he gets out, and his new sidekick is there. And she's like, what, did you really think I was going to go door to door for information? I googled it. Like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> like, don't make yeah. me Google shit for you. Well, especially because he, in the last scene when he dropped her off, he's like, yeah, the reason you need to work for me is going to give you, I'm going to give you a hundred grand a year just to like do this and it's fun, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, then, she, and then she shows back up and she's like, yeah, you're going to pay me a hundred grand a year to Google shit for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me Google that for you. Yeah. But then this this newspaper editor sees her and he's like, "Oh, you have another new sidekick," and he's all like, "Hey, you want to know what happened to the last one?" Ooh, yeah. It's a very you know how Batman goes through Robins kind of a kind of a, <laughs> a thing. Hey, man, only one fourth of them end up dead at some point. <laughs> it's fine. Some of them even come back to life. It's fine. Yeah, I guess she doesn't whatever. have a crowbar allergy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's going around, Yikes. though. I feel like we're most, most of us are allergic to crowbar. Yikes. <laughs> so what they end up doing is they start to stake out, like, neighborhood watches. Yeah. And, like, those type of meetings to see if they, they see those, that guy that was standing around not talking. And, of course, they find one. So <laughs> he makes a call, walks into the meeting points the guy out and goes, everyone else leave. They're all like, yep, gotta go. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> so, there's, there's two of them, I guess. They, 
they end up getting tied up in the middle of the room, and then these triad guys show up, and they just like, they're like, all right, well, here you are, and then see you guys later. Yeah, yeah. He he (laughs) makes mention of like never be around when the job is done, like because yeah, and she's like, yeah, she and she rightfully so is like, yo, this is fucked up. Like when you solved my crime that I committed, it, it was like a there was a victimless crime, a bunch of like shitty drug running assholes went down and like no harm no foul but like those people just wanted to protect their neighborhood like they were doing the right thing it's not okay to do this and he's like that is not the job the job is don't forget there was a body in the wreckage so they did kill somebody yeah that's why that's why he did it but they killed a mafia dude who was running drugs in there but his whole point is they had a fan you know you don't know who that was it could have yes, just been someone does, in the yeah. factory they have a family yeah, so someone was waiting for that guy to come home this is his yeah. brand of justice because they you know they did kill somebody if it, they didn't kill anybody he probably wouldn't have just left Which, there. i guess yeah that does make sense because of all the other arsons that he didn't bother to yeah, so, solve right, for I mean, them exactly to be a good person definitely never claimed to be a good person yeah and he and he's tells her very quickly that is not the job the job is to solve the crime you know like i feel sorry for these guys like it was granted it was some misguided vigilante justice but like now they're gonna die very terribly yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. like no yeah that's i i feel for them very strongly like it's yeah but you start seeing his the lines that he draws for himself in this world that he's created so you're kind of seeing his morality a little bit which it seems to be in the gray area at best, you know? And yeah, that's, that's but it seems like of- if you take so- take a life, he doesn't care about yours anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. that seems to be... Regardless the, his, of who his, the person was and what he, they did. He, exactly. That seems to be where he's at, at least so far. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm really digging this. I, I like the, the, whole, the detective work. I like the detective work, but he's absolutely not a cop part of it. <laughs> there's too, there's, too many, there's too many good stories with good detective work, but then it's like, all right, well, the protagonists are cops, so yeah, yeah right. He's yeah, he's maybe was a he was a cop. He I was no, yeah, point. he was yeah. a cop because then in the, in the first issue he talks about like, yeah, if I was doing this and still being a cop, I'd be a crooked cop. Yeah, that's why dirty. I'm not that's a cop. Right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The the story and the the detective work are both uh like just fantastical enough to be fiction but super grounded in yeah. a way that's like very realistic yeah like i could absolutely believe that this guy exists and he he solves these crimes in this way yeah i'd but- watch the shit out of this hbo sp- show oh like, 100 you know what i'm saying like that's yeah. what it feels like to me law and, and order I- svu without all the like guilt of watching <laughs> a show that's that's uh paid for by the police department yeah <laughs> yeah it just feels like that type of vibe i was like yeah i would i would watch the like yeah any of those fixer tv shows type of things i'm like yeah, yeah i'm in fuck yeah <laughs> it's got a great vibe to it i was yeah, just impressed it- hmm? uh, what are you gonna say RJ? i was just always impressed way zadarsky can switch gears and yeah like, absolutely whatever. seriously yeah very the- well yeah writes this and but could also write the goofiest shit yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and Daredevil and Batman and all of it, like all at once. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's fucking. Uh, I I'm impressed by the like. I want to know his like writing technique of how he comes up with these crimes and does it like does he write it backwards where he knows how he solves the crime and then mm. fills in the I like 
that always fascinates me is how you build a narrative that like the audience can't see coming a mile away you know um and yeah. also to do like it seems like it's going to be a crime of the week thing like like each issue is a new thing he's solving yeah. and we build his and her characters along the way you know yeah, like so he's got to like, have a lot locked and loaded for exactly types yeah of mob crimes and such which have done no shortage of mob crimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there's definitely plenty of those. Lots of mob crimes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fuck, love it. All right, I uh, I also have no transition. Um, <laughs> ah, let's just let's just fucking do it. I got uh, crimes. Ru- <laughs> crimes. Uh, <laughs> I got. It's another number two. That's that's all I got. It's um the rush number two by Cy Spurrier, Nathan Gooden, and Addison Duke. Um, if you recall from the first time we talked about this book, it is about the gold rush in the Yukon Territory and a mom who is looking for her son who disappeared, um, trying to stake a claim up there. And, and there's a spider person. And a there's, spider a, well, there's a spider writer. There's a spider writer. There is a, a nefarious monster man named The Pale, and he has a giant spider friend that he rides. Um, so yeah, there's. it seems to be some kind of supernatural spooky shit going on. Um, in this this town that the the pale lords over, um, so yeah, so that's where the, this issue begins. Is uh, they encountered that guy, and she she wakes up from, I guess, like passing out in, in his presence, um, and she she wakes up to find that she's in like the um the like police officer mounty I forget like the the constable of the town. She's like staying <laughs> yeah, in some, his cabin, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's she's like sleeping in his cabin and he's like, Oh yeah, you know, you're you're fine, like don't don't worry about it. There's nothing to fear here. I'm here to protect you. And in the process of like her waking up, he's she's like, Oh yeah, I'm here I'm here to uh, find my son. And he's like, Oh well, um mm. it, your your son died. Uh there was a service for him. I was there. Uh we didn't have anything to bury, but there were enough witnesses that they can confirm that he died. And she just loses her collective shit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm calling it. He's totally not dead. <laughs> well, he's a spider. Uh, there's he's a couple the... hints to where he might be, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, she immediately, you know, like passes out in in grief, shock again, and has a dream where she speaks to him. So she wakes up and she's like, "Yeah, he's not dead. He's not dead. Uh, I know he's not dead." I, which does sound crazy and delusional, but it's the like least crazy and delusional thing in this book. Uh. <laughs> So then she uh, she goes about town. She talks to there's like a lawyer, and she's like, "Oh, uh, constable, I'm not going to be needing to stay in your your house any longer because there's a room opening up at the hotel." And he's like, "Oh yeah, is there? We'll see. I'll hold my <laughs> breath and see." Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then she she's like, "Oh well, let me let me buy you some some breakfast. Like I'll treat you to some eggs and whatever for your for your hospitality." And then they look at the menu, and it's like. Hot meal, $30. <laughs> Champagne, $40. And she's like, how does anyone ever eat here? How is it? What? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you know, it's such a hard trek for any, like, food or, like, any kind of resources to get up into this town that it's, like, so cost prohibitive. So he's like, just wait a second before he can even finish his sentence. Uh, dude runs in. He's like, bonanza! And he, like, he struck gold. He's like, Breakfast for everybody! And it turns out that the entire cycle of this town exists on dudes striking gold, paying for everybody like they're a high roller, going broke again, and then starting the cycle over. Like, <laughs> what a racket. I like that. <laughs> it, it, 
it would be cool if it wasn't like just the madness of greed just yeah. over and over and over. <laughs> Fucking wild. But yeah, yeah, just, yeah, sit, yeah. just sit, or, sit around in the inn and wait for someone to strike big. Yeah. Just imagine just like, your family dinner being planned. It's like, all right, well, we gotta wait for someone to make gold. <laughs> yeah. We're Man, just drinking waters a- until someone kicks the door open <laughs> with a bunch of nuggets. <laughs> yeah, it must suck if you're just really hungry and it's just like, oh, it's been a little bit of a dry spell out on the, the, the claim. Uh, yeah. Any minute now. Any minute now. We'll keep bringing yeah. the free bread. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, the constable makes mention of like, yeah, you, it pays to know the the patterns of the of a gold rush town. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's when she tells him that uh that he's absolutely alive, that her son's alive. She also keeps getting visions of the pill and like like wincing visibly, and everyone's like, "Y'all right? You good? What's wrong?" And she's like, "No, oh, nothing. I just gotta chill." And it's like, uh, okay, um, <laughs> it's fine." Yeah, and then and then he basically says to her, "He's like, yeah, you." be best to just leave like i know you think your son is alive but you gotta you gotta go home because if you stay too long you will go fucking nuts like uh folks who are new new here folks who haven't succumbed to the affliction so poetically expounded not a moment ago because yeah he's talking about like people get like really into the gold rush they they, they become like intoxicated by the greed of like finding gold and he's yeah, like, you lose their fucking mind. It's just yeah. straight up lose yeah, their yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then he's like, hey guys, uh, what's, what's the trick to leaving? And then everyone's just like, oh, well, you gotta leave some cream out so the, the, the pail can eat some. And he's like, oh, well, you know, you gotta put, it's the water, the mineral water is catalyzing the derangement. And they're all just like, they all have different crazy ideas, but they're all <laughs> still stuck there. Like, they, they all claim to know how, like, I could leave anytime I want. I know the trick. One simple trick that you won't believe, and then they're all still, like, fighting amongst themselves about, like, you know, how to get out. Um, yeah, gold mining's a weird thing, because it's like, you're just grinding up the earth, like, giant amounts of earth or, or river bed or whatever, just for, like, a little bit of gold sand. Yeah, fucking wild. And, like, it definitely, uh, you know, the promise of the American dream turning people mad is not lost on me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, as I said before, there's there are hints that her son might be alive because there's also like these scattered panels of people wrapped up in spider webs. So methinks uh, he's in a cocoon, but not actually dead. Yeah. That's my theory I'm taken here. somewhere. Yeah, he's taken, but not actually. Yeah, and that's that's one of the visions she gets is like people like wrapped up in in cocoons. Um, so then she's like, "All right, well, uh, fuck you, constable. I don't care what you say. Uh, my son's alive. I'm gonna go find him." So they go out to the claim that he's staked, and uh, <laughs> she finds the three dudes that have taken it over since him, and man, they are they are just cuckoo bananas. Um, they're. <laughs> We see the guy who is like literally like like cutting his arm open and pulling the gold nuggets out of his own fucking arm. Uh, like I don't know what the fuck that's about, but it's spooky. I don't like that, it. That's where his eggs. I mean, that's the piece for everyone's eggs. That's, that's where you get the nuggets. <laughs> his, his arm gold. <laughs> where do you think all that brunch money comes from? <laughs> arm uh, gold. <laughs> but yeah, bas- basically, she's. She's like, uh, hey, my, I don't, I don't care what you're doing at all. Like, you can still continue to, to like, you know, b- mine for gold here. But, um, 
where's my son? Like, he, this was his claim. And they're like, uh, we posted, uh, you know, fair money for this claim and our names are on the stake. So, like, back off, lady. And they're just getting, like, real aggro about it. Uh, and they pull a gun on him and, like, MP her, like, like uh, assistant slash, like, guide. Is like, uh, my my uh my hands all broken from the last time we had to fight off the monster in the woods. Um, so she pulls out a gun and just like blows the dude's ear off. Mm. Uh, so they run for the hills, and she's like, okay. Um, <laughs> there's like a crazy dude like sitting on top of like the like uh adjoining like barn nearby, and she goes to talk to him, and uh, <laughs> oh fuck, shit's shit's wild as hell. Um. Oh, well, before she goes to talk to him, yeah, she like after she saw sees the demon moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demon she, like, moose. She's like drawn to yeah, the do. lake, and the the guy up that's up on the the um the shed or whatever is like talking about. It. He's like, I, I I saw her. I I seen her. She's under the ice. I seen her. I told you. I seen her. And she and then she sees something glowing under in in the lake. Lady of the lake, if you will. And in the process of being drawn to this, she just looks up and there's just like a forty foot tall demon moose uh <laughs> demon moose? just oh my god yeah fucking terrifying no joke yep dude even uh, a regular moose is uh is pretty scary yeah they're fucking huge <laughs> yeah yeah and this one's even bigger than a regular moose. yeah it's like as tall as a, a tree and yeah. it's a demon moose yeah exactly so don't fuck around with this thing yeah, and then we see uh, that all of the uh, the dudes that she ran off from the claim are now wrapped up in spider goop, and they're being dragged off mm. by the pale and the spider, spider friend. Spider goop. Spider goop. Jimothy the spider. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then she she gets back to town, and the the aforementioned lawyer um, is leaving, and she's like, "Oh well, um, you know." I, I saw the stake and I saw my son's name on it, but it wasn't my son's name. It was my husband. So he, he staked the claim illegally. Um, so you got to go to the town and figure out who officiated this because it was illegal. And like, you know, like, so, so there is a paper trail and, and there's, there's ways of finding it. So she pays the lawyer a gold nugget that I guess she dug out of that dude's arm too, probably. I think he dug out of his arm and left it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she needs him to visit the uh, the claims registry in like the town that he's going to, and she's like, "All right, yeah, sure," but like you know, like yes, ma'am, be right on it. And then he goes, he like takes two steps in his like uh uh dog sled uh wagon, and she just hears like a like a meaty crunch behind her, and there's like a harpy yeah, demon. Fucking wind got him. <laughs> <laughs> It does not look our like, it sweet looks, baby boy. Uh, this is like looks, th- these are the it old looks like ones. One of, yeah, it looks like one of Wynn's parents. Wynn's uh, yeah. feeding yeah. for some arm gold. <laughs> <laughs> eyeballs. He like plucked the eyeball out of this dude. But yeah, mm, well. like all she hears is crunch, and it it just says, "Don't turn around." And that's how the issue ends. It's just like, yeah. Motherfucker. Well, <laughs> like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> She's just seeing a lot of crazy demon shit, like real fast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know why gold has so much value. <laughs> You yeah, gotta yeah, survive yeah. all the all the all the demon mooses and the in the winds and the <laughs> and the spiders. Wait, is is this is this just like metaphysical uh, Bitcoin? It's like no, oh. it's like it's oh. worth it's worth a lot of money, but you have to literally dig it out of your own body with a knife. Uh, I hate to break this to you, 
uh, Adam, but there is uh, no ethical consumption under capitalism, and all of the money that anyone has is is made in blood. So th- it's not it's not a subtle metaphor, but it's a metaphor well, I fully I, back. I mean, I ke- <laughs> I keep my uh, I keep my wallet in my colon, so. <laughs> Gotta keep it That's safe. the safest pocket you got, yeah. you know? <laughs> I was tired of arm gold. Uh, just uh, pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, uh, the, the, the subtlety of, uh, you know, uh, people spending their lives to, to find the unattainable fortunes uh, is not lost on me, and I love it. It's, it and he add in some horror elements to that, too, and like, it's like it was tailor-made for me, you know? Just really expensive breakfast. <laughs> been there you know Better yeah, be some dope eggs. who hasn't so sometimes you gotta just go to the most expensive brunch place and treat yourself you know? I don't know, or, like 35 bucks for... sounds about right for brunch these days i know right like it who shouldn't. can afford it who the fuck is getting that better be the greatest meal you've ever eaten <laughs> it was 35 dollar brunch where the fuck are Thir- you going for brunch, i've had 35 dollar brunch here in south philadelphia like for one at- person Maybe two. Get it, it out of arms, though. Depends on you're getting if the bottomless mimosas. Like that's that's the that's where it goes over thirty five. If it's like a nice entree and bottomless mimosas, that's an easy thirty five dollars. Well, that's different. But yeah, you're, that's also, twenty dollars just for booze. That's also today's money. <laughs> and yeah, today's money. <laughs> like anything over a nickel is expensive in gold rush time. <laughs> so like literally, it'd be like paying like. Five thousand dollars for brunch. You're paying logistics <laughs> charges. Yeah, exactly. Know? Can't get that shit up there. They only got four eggs. And it yeah, took right. All the labor costs. Yeah, three people died to get them there. Get it? You get <laughs> to dig gold out of people's arms. You know what you do for eggs? Exactly. Yeah. They could barely yeah, be good. just walk I know there, that. let alone bring eggs there. Got to fight. Yeah, I mean, back beers. in those days, you used to be able to put a quarter on the bar and then drink all night. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I'll um, fight Treebeard for uh, syrup. <laughs> 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 Fucking fight Treebeard. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because you're taking his blood. You yeah. gotta, f- <laughs> yeah, like it's fucked exactly. up, man. <laughs> you gotta fight him if you want his blood to put on your fucking pancakes. <laughs> well, he should have thought of that before he had such sweet, tasty blood. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I don't disagree. I'm starting to sound like the villain of the book. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you're going to have to fight a tree and blood breakfast. It's not alive. <laughs> I will say, blood sausage, mighty delicious. I will say that. If we're talking about blood breakfast. <laughs> blood you are breakfast. wrong, but that's uh, fine. Nope. Uh, yeah. Anyway, move along. We got shout out. Who's, who's next? Uh, well, we can uh, start off the next section the way we started the last section with a Jeff Lemire book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with a dog. Ooh, this is dog. May's, May's book number four by Jeff Lemire. He does uh, all of the work in this one. He um, doesn't sleep. It's basically a uh, distraught father had a vision of some sort where he thinks that his dead daughter is alive and he can go find her. Yeah, and she died so, like a know, decade ago, right? Typical like Lemire book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she, she's been dead for a minute. Um... So we're kind of advancing in the story where he's had this vision and he's wandering around the city and now he's walked through this like portal and he's just like on the other side and he meets his neighbor's dog who can talk to him <laughs> and becomes yep, his sure. guide uh, through this other world that we've gone to. So 
we've kind of you know gone from the classic man with grief um <laughs> lemire book um to the supernatural parts of what he likes to write um it's, so- it's kind of like uh uh that movie coco but uh less mexican version of, of <laughs> yeah and yeah right with the, um, with the spirit guide dog and the and the dog's a the dick <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know how to describe this dog he's kind of an asshole it's hilarious <laughs> but he's just wandering through following these maze to try to get there's a maze that he figured out it was part of the town so he's trying to get to the middle to see if his daughter's there um just the way the book is drawn it's so it's so well done like it kind of follows a string and different you know each these big spreads it'll follow the maze so you have to read it in kind of different ways it's it's really well drawn out and um laid out and there's a good contrast like it's like this blue but all the maze related stuff is is like the, is red so it really and it's the thread out. of her sweater that yeah. keeps getting pulled so um, it's a really um really pretty book um <laughs> it's a bummer as always yeah. but it's definitely worth picking up very classic like Lemire um, book, just a, a standard Jeff just Lemire a, just a, writing just a gr- and drawing brief book. crisis uh, yeah. that that makes you feel all the feels. Um, yeah, I don't um, think we talked about the last issue, uh, but in the last issue, he like the, the page out of his daughter's like maze book that like he finds as like the clue. He goes and gets he's like goes to a tattoo artist and he's like, I yeah. need this exactly tattooed on my arm. Yep. And as I'm reading it, I turn to Zach and I'm like, Yo, how mad would you be? if somebody did this and he's like oh <laughs> fuck that forever no absolutely not that seems like a fucking nightmare yeah and he's using that to find his way through this like other world which, and which is a great storytelling device but a terrible tattoo yeah yeah <laughs> wait what is and what is the image it's a it's, it's a maze that he gets uh, tattooed on his arm God. yeah like a, like and he's a skinny dude, so it'd be a pretty small, like, it's, it's like a circle. And uh, it's super intricate, too. Very intricate. So, yeah, like, yeah. you really want to piss off your tattoo artist, go get a maze tattooed on your forearm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. I'm just loving this guy trying to figure out what's going on, and this, this dog who's kind of an asshole, but also misses his owner, or her, uh, yeah, his owner who is this guy's neighbor and she's like oh how is she and like still cares about her like wants to go back but like got lost in this this world but also kind of knows what's up because like he gets lured into like the subway by like this thread and there's like a fucking minotaur down there some wild (laughs) shit going on in this book well you know it's not a proper maze i i'm pretty sure that's exactly what that's for (laughs) like if we're being (laughs) honest Um, i that bad boy to a labyrinth yeah yeah, this this is a fucking labyrinth now, guys. There's a there's a minotaur in here, so not fucking around. Um, yeah, no, it's really great. Again, if you just want to be uh, just a little bit sad, you know, pick up Mace Book. It's, it's very good. <laughs> if you're gonna have a labyrinth, you better have either a David Bowie or a minotaur. Yeah, preferably both. Preferably both. I'll take one or the other. <laughs> it's a half David Bowie, half. Half Minotaur. Stop reading my dream journal. <laughs> He's, He's got, got a like hell the... of a cod piece happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. Oh man. <laughs> it's like wow, that I Minotaur is swinging some pipe. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say it in much cruder terms. I'm glad you came. You got it before I did. <laughs> Minotaur hanging dong. <laughs> yeah, 
All right, so uh, no uh, no segue once again, but uh, TMNT number one twenty four came out last week. Um, this was this was kind of a kind of an unusual episode. It's it's a it's a silent issue, so there's no dialogue. Silent night because it's because it's a Christmas one. It's a silent yeah. night. It's also a Christmas issue, and Turtles Christmas issues are always fun. So. This is just uh, the the turtles and gang out looking for the weasels, and everyone kind of dealing with what's going on in their own their own kind of way. We get a lot of these cool like snapshots of them as a family, but we also have the ghost of Oroku Saki, who I guess is the ghost of Christmas Present in this case. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would make him that. <laughs> uh, he he kind of goes looking for them. Also, we get a nice sneak peek of the punk frogs, but uh, he finds the weasels with Hob like celebrating Christmas. They have their own little Christmas tree with like caution tape on it, and he ends up leaving a note for the Splinter Clan that says the weasels are with Hob and they are safe and happy. A friend, so like. He was like kind of a ghost. He can write notes. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty, yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty he's, dope ghost. He's got good writing for a ghost. He's like that. Uh, he's like that Nickelodeon cartoon ghostwriter. Yes, or a show back in the day. You know, he could take wow, over what some a reference. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the the book ends with with the Splinter Clan having having pizza by an open fire. So classic. Yeah, yeah but, very but, a very turtles Christmas. But Angel comes back. You missed the most important part of the book. Oh, Angel right. and Woody it, come back. <laughs> Angel and Woody come back with pizzas. We haven't seen uh, them since the beginning of the Mutant Town. The the whole reason uh, RJ still reads this book is bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is fun. Uh, I like I said, I always like the the Christmas issues with with turtles. I just I want. I want the next big thing to start happening in this book. Cause like it was going like a thousand miles an hour for a while and then it kind of slowed down and then it kind of stopped and it's been kind of, I needed to get back into that oh, action packed. Huh? Punk frog. Yeah. I want to get into that. I want, I want more the next issue. Yeah. So. Sweet. We're punk frogs. Punk let's frogs. do it. Now it's my shout out with uh, with no segue. Um, <laughs> I have Defenders number four by Al Ewing and Javier Rodriguez, and this book is my shout out because I didn't want to do it for the service of trying to talk about it because <laughs> trying to encapsulate what is happening in a short amount of time is not possible. Yeah, um, I, I feel like like uh, Al Ewing is is taking whatever peyote uh, uh, Grant Morrison took in that desert and is like pulling pulling a good Grant Morrison interpretation of Kirby and it fucking rules. Yeah. So every <laughs> issue, the defenders go to a different r- realm. It's kind of, I, it's sure. Uh, one was like all <laughs> science based. One was all magic based. So this issue is. Uh, kind of Kirby's fourth world or Kirby's third world that he wanted to destroy 
to make the fourth world. They wouldn't let him, so he moved to DC to make. That's how you get the new gods. Um, yeah, because the new gods were what was what was going to rise in uh, Asgard's ashes when he like just killed Thor yeah. and all of. So Asgard. this like, is like wanted- Kirby's Marvel universe, and it's like uh, all the different heroes, but they're bizarre like a little bit different all of hulk's <laughs> personalities are together manifested as a hulk with like four heads and yeah, shit's fucking horrifying the fantastic <laughs> four are like abstract concepts that are like formed in a ring and um and then there's like iron man and captain america and there's like this huge double page splash of like everyone but they're all like kind of abstract shapes and yeah i love that thor is just a dude with a with a cloud for a head to hammer yep (laughs) and they they fight galactus god of thunder come on it's fucking great and they fight galactus and uh, it looks like galactus plus um warlock warlock yeah (laughs) so it's wild and it's uh and fucking Javier Rodriguez is really get he's getting like trad war status in my opinion. It's like, like art art wise. Some of the coolest art uh yeah, and like, seen. And even the lettering, like when they start to talk to him, like the lettering oh, the is in the colors and stuff. Well it's the it's like the printing, uh uh Adam would know uh, the the colors, but uh, cyan, magenta. Oh yeah. You know CMYK. Yeah, TMYK. So yeah, I just but there's there's they're speaking in TMYK and like all this, the like, yeah, it's very well done. And yeah, and then, um, they're like, something happens where the characters shift and the colors of the, the words change. It's, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of blows my mind every time I read it, every page. Even more ridiculous than the last. So I didn't want to try to butcher a recap of it. And, <laughs> wanted to make sure people checked it out because it's awesome. Yeah, go go read it for yourself because it's impossible to uh <laughs> to express. Alright. We got a top story. We Woo. do. Robin right, goes yeah. on a play date. Yeah, he does. It's so good. Well, before he goes on a play date, he gets his ass whooped by... Uh, he starts to get his ass whooped by some bullies, and then he does the ass whooping. I was say, he beats the shit out of some bullies. He beats bullies. the shit out of them. Well, they, they smash his face and, like, he just immediately. No, Wait, he does no, no, all he, of the bu- oh, ass kicking. He does all of the literally ass all of the ass kicking. Well, the band aids from the day before. It yeah, is, like they, yeah. they just yeah, walked yeah. up and called him a dickhead, and then he, you know, beats the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. So he ends up in the principal's office, and Alfred is there as his like parent guardian. And uh, at first, he's like, you know, hey, your your kid's a bully here, and then he's like, well, they started it, and. Then, then the principal moves on to like, "Hey, I'm concerned for 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 Dick here because uh, he had those bruises and bandages before the fight." And <laughs> yeah, yeah and, it's like also his actual legal guardian can't be bothered to show up for something like this. Like, yeah, it's like he. I'm sure he thought it was a good publicity stunt to adopt the son, but maybe he should have cared about the kid's well being enough to show up. And Alfred's like, maybe you should do your job and stop reading the fucking tabloid, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking claps back on him hard. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. And then they just get in the car. There's a really good moment of like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Alfred. He's like, well, they did start it. <laughs> 
and uh, he gives him a journal to, that is like actually his own that Bruce doesn't know about, which is really sweet. Yeah, to replace the one that Bruce was reading. Yeah, and he, and he says like, <laughs> "Hey, I know what he did was fucked up and it hurt your feelings, but he did mean well. He just does not know how to have any kind of relationship with anyone." <laughs> yep. Um, yep. And so he he goes back to the the cave and uh, he's like, "All right, time for Dick's birthday dinner because it's his birthday." And uh, Bruce is like, "Nope, we're going on a mission. Get in the get in the get in the plane." And he's like, "Get your what? suit. You deserve it. Let's fucking <laughs> yeah. go." Yeah. Also, he's like, "Yeah, I know you're mad at me, but like, I do want you to wear the suit." He's like, "It is pretty cool." <laughs> he's like, "I know you're mad at me, but look, it's dope. You know it's dope. I know it's dope. <laughs> we yeah. both know it's dope, but stop pretending it's not dope. dope." Yeah. Um. But yeah. So for his birthday, he takes him to the goddamn watchtower to meet the Justice League and it's adorable because he he like totally nerds out meeting like Superman. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, who oh, so you must be Robin nerd out meeting yes, Superman. Sir. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah of course. Right. Yeah. And, and then even cooler than that, so like they, they all gotta go fight Mongol. So uh and, and Hawkman is manning the computer. Uh so Bruce is like, okay, go hang out in that room and don't leave that room. And the inside that room is the Teen Titans. It's what will teen, be the Teen Titans. The Teen Titans <laughs> rumpus room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they're all like just playing video games and like like uh, Wally's just like running circles just around everything. Just running around because he's a fucking spaz. Well, he's playing <laughs> yeah. ping pong with himself. Yeah. That too. To yeah. start. Um, but yeah, so, so they're just kind of like getting to know each other and chit-chatting, talking and like uh, I forget who suggests like, hey, we should go follow him and like and like I think uh I think Speedy uh, said like we should go follow him and like like help them like I don't want to just sit here and Dick's like actually I've got a better idea because yeah. we're not ready to fight Mongol you idiot um but there's so other he, shit we can do there's other shit we can do so yeah. so he gets he tells Wally to go uh look at the um. Uh, the, the monitor that Hawkman is, is looking at, and he's like, you can get in there fast enough that like he won't see you. Go find a mission that we can do that's like our level that like we can handle. Um and then he's like, oh that's really smart, but how the hell are we gonna get out of here? And then they just like crawl, they like they they they, they uh, uh die hard it, they crawl through the ventilation through system. The There's yeah, a panel of Wally getting the the mission information. Hawkman's just fucking looking at his cell phone, and I don't know yeah. why it's so funny to me. But it's just like it's like there's there's versions of Hawkman that don't even know what a cell phone is. Like, yeah, I just want to know how long it took him to figure it out. Uh, yeah, and he's he's like whistling a tune, and then he kind of hears the vent. And he like looks up. And then he goes back to whistling yeah. and looking at his phone. What do you so think he's good. looking at on his phone? You think he's on Instagram? It's just pictures oh, of yeah. birds. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's looking at burb reels, like on, funny burb. He's on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's firing off tweets. <laughs> oh. he's, got some, he's got some bad takes. I know it. <laughs> he's li- he's um, live tweeting the whole mission. Oh, no, yeah. he's stuck on watch guard duty, so he's just yeah, like, he's just yeah, he's, he's fucking just there in case something else happens. Yeah, but he's um, watching on the monitors. <laughs> but anyway. anyway, they they get to the uh the, the teleportation tubes and they they go fight the royal flush gang who's like trying to rob a bank and they're like oh this is a this is manageable. Gang. It was just like ace yeah. randomly. Oh no, there's there's the, the the king and queen and oh there's uh, more. Oh, I just saw yeah yeah okay. the, yeah the they're like panel. tied up on the bottom. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, so so the, they they fight the real flesh gang on one page, and then they're like, "Oh, we could do more than this." And then there's like a giant robot that they're fighting on the next page, and they just they they, they then they fight like on a pirate ship. Yeah, and they it's fight like, f- a bunch of fucking pirates. It's like, yeah, I, and a I'm bunch King of pirates Shark, and right? King Shark. Yeah, yeah. King Shark. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, so I, I want that movie, King Shark with his own pirate ship. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. Fuck Only yeah. if Ron Funches does the voice though. I don't, I don't even care. I don't want Sly Stallone doing That's the voice. That's fair. I want <laughs> King Shark as a pirate would be fucking awesome. <laughs> as a pirate captain. That would be great. Well, yeah, because anyone who wants to be captain, he would just eat. Right. Yeah, like. Actually, it'd be kind of funny if he was first mate. Like, just like, oh, I want to be a captain. Just trying to was work just his like way up. the cook. <laughs> just working down in the galley. He's just yep. happy, very content. But yeah, then, uh, you know, we cut back to uh, Hawkman, who hears, like, a funny noise, and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? And he, like, opens, he's like, hey, what's up, man? And they're, we're like, just, all just yeah, we're, still we're just in chilling. the room. We're just chilling. Oh, what's, your, what's your deal, dude? And, uh, you know, they're all like, hey, good job today. And, and like, Donna's like, you, you showed some really good leadership skills. Like, that was really fun. Like, you're, you're a cool dude. Like, thanks for hanging out. And he's like, oh, shucks. <laughs> I, love, I love how the next one, it's just Batman, Robin, time to go, like, like f- fucking God. dad. Rob, we're leaving now. Say Time goodbye to, go. to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get back to the Batcave, and and uh, and Alfred's like, "Oh, how was how was your birthday trip?" And he's like, "It was so fucking cool. I got to meet Superman. He's like really nice, and Wonder Woman was so cool. And like Donna was awesome." And he's just like, <laughs> he's doing like that kid thing. Yeah. And before he can even finish doing that kid thing, Batman's like, "Robin, mission debrief." And then Alfred's like, "What mission?" what are you? And then like mission debrief. And then he's like, Oh, and then he just rattles off every single teen Titans name, alias, and all of their weaknesses and that, weaknesses he, that he could figure out. Yeah. Holy shit. It's like, he, he <laughs> it, it was the most wholesome, sweet thing. And then just like flipped the script. Yeah. of just like, Oh man, he's God training him it. to be just a serial killer at this point. I, which I, so is Batman, you know? Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> it's first Tower of Babel Jr. all over again. At first I thought Batman just meant, like, he, he like, knew that they snuck out. And he was just, yes, like, yeah. talk about that. That's what that. I thought, too, yeah. But, nope, never mind. Yeah. On his yeah. birthday, yeah. made him yeah. report how to murder go his ma- new Go friends. make some friends. Go make some friends and immediately betray them. And, and figure and out how he would also, murder them. Also, they aren't, like... Uh, uh, most of them aren't, like, uh physical ways to take them down they're emotional yeah. most of them are emotional yeah. which is yeah, I mean yeah. granted probably more realistic and suited to Robin, Robin's power set but holy shit is way more yeah, cause, dramatic cause yeah. yeah it's like oh well uh, you know like Speedy has a terrible self esteem so I would exploit that and uh, yeah. you know Aqu- Aqualad is a loner so I would exploit that and like Donna is actually very confident and, but her problem is that she's too trusting so I would exploit that it's like god Damn, just uh, the worst wow <laughs> way to ruin the kid's birthday but and he did make the friends in the process and i think that's the the beauty of showing batman and robin in that like dichotomy of like robin can do this mission that is for this implicit purpose but not be a fucking dick about it you know like he was still genuinely nice i to mean all he was still dick he but uh, he definitely uh, wasn't jason jason couldn't definitely yeah, no, not definitely not, not. I, I just like how much uh, Alfred resents Bruce for this. Oh, so fucking! Yeah, he mad gives at him, him the fucking business. It's he like, calls dude, him yeah. a bastard. Yeah, yeah. Like, just because yeah, like you it's... got a fuck raw deal doesn't mean you got to make someone else do it. Like you 
dick. <laughs> yeah, and then Batman's like, he's he's a soldier, not a mascot like the others. He's like, hey, he's they're fucking children, you monster. <laughs> yeah, What's and and then Batman this? goes, well, I never had that when I was a kid, so why should he? It's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, and that's when he calls him a fucking bastard. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and, and Batman's like, did good. It's like, uh, thanks, thank you for yeah. that <laughs> i actually did good on all the crimes i solved but you're not asking about those are you dick uh, <laughs> and then we get the b plot which is killer croc mm. uh getting info on the grayson boy he, like, he's trying he, to track him down yeah because uh, the calculator <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah he pays the calculator for information and he's like well Whoever adopted him doesn't want anyone to be able to track that down, so he's a very powerful and rich person. Um, but hey, all kids gotta go to school, right? So he figures out that he's going to the like acad- Gotham Academy, and uh, he's like, yeah, time to go back to school! And this, this shows Killer Croc standing outside of the, the Academy. I hope uh, the next issue is Killer Croc trying to disguise himself as a schoolboy. <laughs> 21 Jump Street style. Yeah. He, he, he's just got like a propeller hat. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he, walks, he walks in with a skateboard and like his hat on backwards. He's got like a big backwards. lollipop. <laughs> Hello, Hello, fellow, fellow children. children. Yeah. King of Hello, root beers. Hello, fellow human kids. King of root beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it is only three issues. So my my guess, which I think was my guess at the first issue as well, um, my, my guess is that uh, the Graysons were genuinely kind to Killer Croc when they were in the circus together, so he just wants to, like, talk to the kid. Yeah, and be it like, seems to be that's the case, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's as nefarious as this, like, last page wants you to believe. Like, it kind of it leaves it on, like, a bit of an ominous note, but yeah. I think he's just gonna be like, can I hug you? I love your mom and dad. Like, I hope that's <laughs> what it is. Or he, like, has, really- uh, like... Family heirloom. Yeah, of he has something, something that he was supposed to give him from his parents, or like, yeah, something. Like I'm that. your real father. <laughs> oh no! no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would explain the scales. Oh, that oh, would be all right. All right. <laughs> That's why I'm molting every year. Got it. Oh yeah. That's why I'm always so cold. Cold blood. <laughs> but yeah, now this book is so fucking good. Like it, it had all the the heart. And like uplifting, like optimism that you expect from a Dick Grayson book, and the soul crushing realism that you expect from a Jeff Lemire book, like like the <laughs> the like ba- Batman means well, but is ultimately a bad guardian. I think a very damaged person. I yeah, think yeah, one yeah. of the things is that this book is also trying to give an arc to Bruce and him learning how to. A father, yeah. Yes. In addition, absolutely. Because I've seen, yeah, I really, I've seen yeah. people talk about the way Bruce is depicted in this, and I think it's because he is still trying to learn. Because it, something like that doesn't come naturally. To him. So no, right. and and exactly like, the fact that he makes Robin do a Tower of Babel Junior is <laughs> is you know speaks to like that's how he makes friends too. Is like Tower yes, I, I yeah, like <laughs> little, little Tower of Babel. <laughs> little um, tower. But but he like he does genuinely care about everyone in the Justice League. But he also does genuinely have a, 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 a contingency plan if they go rogue. Yeah. So like he's like if you're going to be close to these people, you do know how you need to know how to take them down if you need to. And like I feel like he's like trying to pass on the same like guarded defense mechanisms that he has given himself. And and Dick is just such a fundamentally different person that it it comes off as being. 
a lot more cruel than than it is for Bruce. But yeah, I hope the next issue really we see him breaking those defenses down and like having an actual father son moment because I think yeah. that's the only thing this book is missing to just make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, hasn't it been established that Bruce has like figured out ways to to bring down every member of the Justice League? Yeah, like, that's that's yes. what I'm talking about with Tower of Battle. Oh, that's okay. a st- that's yeah, that's a, a Justice League storyline where like Ra's al Ghul like steals the plans and like enacts them all at once, and everyone's like, "How could we? Who would have possibly know all of our weaknesses?" Like- oh, right, Batman got it. Uh, yeah, also, <laughs> they, um, okay. They all just look at Bruce like, "The fuck, man!" He's like, "I don't know. Everyone has like mind control powers, and there's magic and shit. Why would I not prepare to take you down?" <laughs> it's also the uh, animated film Justice League Doom. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I've that's where I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. But you should read Tower of Babel. It's I should. Sick. That sounds great. There's uh, my favorite thing that comes out of that book as a complete digression is that he he uh, has nanobots that are like made of magnesium and they he has them bond with Martian Manhunter's skin. So Martian Manhunter just becomes flammable in the air because magnesium ignites when yeah. it when it touches oxygen. So he makes Martian Manhunter, who is his weakness is fire. He makes him flammable. <laughs> Instantly, yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah, every single one of them. He makes Aquaman allergic to water. Like it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Morrison that's did, good. Morrison did so many cool things in that run. And, yeah, it's uh, so and Mark Wade. Good. There's like yeah, I forget. I forget if it was Morrison or Wade. I think I want to say it was Wade. Uh, did Morrison did the one where Prometheus. They're like having a visit the JLA Watchtower day and. Prometheus fucking disguises himself as like a superhero, like wannabe who like goes up to the tower just as like a part of a tour and then f- and then like takes on the whole Justice League and wins until he's <laughs> defeated by Catwoman who was in disguise in the tower and she just whips him. I was like, I love it. It's great. <laughs> That's insane. So fucking good. Uh... <laughs> well, we did it, guys. That's last week's comics. Yay! Woohoo! Woo. Good for us. <laughs> so this is this is crazy. This is episode ninety-eight. So we're yeah. we're coming up on our hundredth episode. Thanks for sticking around, or thanks for joining us, or wherever you are in this journey with us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I can't believe we've been doing it for this long. I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Time is broken. Time doesn't exist. Time simultaneously never stops and uh, never actually begins. Uh, I'm broken. I'm broken inside. But this has been fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like we're done. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. Uh, I can't wait to get a a bunch of messages on social media. Is Casey okay? Like. Yeah, no, I'm fine. COVID has just broken me. It's not it's not the show or anything else. It's just like, what the fuck is time? I'm still processing twenty nineteen and we're about to hit twenty twenty two. Like what is what is going oh, on? God yeah, Jesus. I thought I thought it was just gonna be like a one year mulligan. Like, oh that year just didn't happen. Now it's just like, oh wait, mulligan? no, this is just reality from now on. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, so we got we got a good plan coming up for our hundredth episode. So uh, we're gonna yeah, try to do something special for, for y'all. And if you end up just getting a regular episode, that means it didn't work. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's very uh, true. We're, we're all just winging it. That's <laughs> ain't that all the truth. I can say. I'm pretty sure if they've listened to any other amount of the show, <laughs> they know that we're just winging it. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, so uh, so stick around, stay tuned. We we're we're gonna have some cool stuff for you. We also have some Patreon content planned. So um, go join that Patreon. It's what what is it? Three dollars a month, four dollars, yeah, something like that. Something like it's, that. it's it's nothing. If, if you're already spending less money than on a comics, cup of coffee. it's like a comic. Yeah, less it's less than a comic book. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, we've got we've got some stuff coming out soon. We've got a bunch of cool stuff happening on the Patreon, and, um, and come chat with us on the Discord because we got tons of our listeners on there. the 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 community is growing every day, and you don't need to be part of the Patreon to join the Discord. You just gotta sign up and and ask to join, and you're in. Yeah, you're in like Flint. Yeah, come join our little community. Chat with in us like on uh, on the Discord. Oh God. <laughs> Talk to us believe, in real time. You just said in like Flint. I said it. <laughs> Deal with it. Ridiculous. All right. Uh, let's get us out of here. What's out this week? Uh, Catwoman Lonely City. And regular Friday. Catwoman. And regular Catwoman and uh, Batman One Dark Knight. Uh, so all the oversized books for, for your so big. adventures. Yeah. Nightwing, Trial of Magneto as well. I think a sword? Is there a sword? I want to say there's There's a sword, yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Moon Knight. Kang. Spider Man. Night- Nightwing. Venom. Yeah, I gotta Hawkeye. get caught up on Spider Man. Mm, yeah, so that's Where hard because it comes out every single week. Yeah. Uh, so many. Yeah. Uh, House yeah. of Slaughter number three. Uh Justice League Incarnate. King Conan? Mm, yeah. Well, looks like Jason Aaron writing some Conan. Iron Man, which is good. We haven't talked about any of the issues except <laughs> issue one. <laughs> well, good for Iron Man. I'm glad he's doing well. Yep. <laughs> well, he has a broken neck. You know. Ooh, poor guy. Well, he's yeah, but he's got too. nanobots. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a relatively small week. Oh, all things considered. Well, Tune in next week when we might have a short episode. Well, we talked about these books while they're last week's comics. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. And, uh, you know, we mentioned the discord. We mentioned the, uh, the, the Patreon. Go check those out. Um, check out the other shows in dueling genre. Go to duelinggenre.com. See what we're up to. Uh, yeah. So do all that. Go buy some comic books and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.